And for someone like me, like I don't have a great resume. So how I went all in on creating content because I knew that I've got the ability to write and to connect with people. And my resume alone for me wasn't going to get the job done as far as my business goes or even landing a job. So I knew that I had to make up for that by taking advantage of the lack of people posting. So I think whether you have a great resume, whether you're someone like me that's more self-taught and you're looking to kind of find, to be honest, a job that's outside of like what your resume would qualify you for, I think LinkedIn right now is, is a huge opportunity for you. And you can really pave a path for yourself just by creating content and kind of positioning yourself as an expert in your industry. Welcome in, listeners. You're listening to The Free Retiree Show, your go-to podcast to help you excel in your career and get you to financial freedom sooner than later. I'm your host, Wealth Manager Lee Michael Murphy, and alongside my pal, the interview coach, the Venezuelan persuasion, Sergio Patterson. (laughs) What is up, everyone? Welcome into a career advancement edition of our show. Imagine a world where phenomenal job opportunities come to you without you having to do anything. Today's episode, we'll be discussing how to create unlimited job opportunities by utilizing LinkedIn. As we've said before on our show, LinkedIn is the new resume, whether you realize it or not. How you show up, manage, and utilize LinkedIn has a massive impact on the job potential opportunities you attract. And it's even beginning to determine the outcome of some of the interviews that you have. For today's episode, we have a master of marketing and LinkedIn, Luke Matthews, and he is a social media marketer, influencer, and the founder of Wizard of Odd Marketing. Sergio, you know the name? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's marketing right there, right? That's, yeah, that's dope marketing right there. Personally, he's one of my favorite people online. His content's funny, unique, and he has a fantastic gift of being able to relate to the people that listen to him, and he gets noticed. So, whether you're wondering how to build a great LinkedIn profile, or how to build a steady stream of job opportunities, this episode is for you. So Serge, as we've talked about before, I feel like we're, <laughs> we're not sponsored by LinkedIn, but yeah, you know, yeah, we, we need to make that clear. We need to make that very clear. But at the same time, we've had multiple people from companies, high level companies, Fortune 100, all those things. And they talk about how they're always on LinkedIn. So why do you think it is that this new generation has turned to this platform and why are they starting to use it versus going to the old websites like monster.com? What's your take on that? Yeah, I think it's a good question. Uh, what, what I'm seeing is a lot of the other social media platforms are kind of becoming saturated a little bit. It's harder to stand out. I think LinkedIn has this like untapped. I think there's a small percentage of people actually post consistently. So I think like Luke and some of the other guests we've had on, that's what they're tapping into. It's like, there's this untapped market and potential of LinkedIn that creator, like creators are really starting to find it. And LinkedIn's actually starting to invest in it too. So I think it's all those things coming together, but now's the time for sure. Absolutely. So without further ado, we're just going to bring Luke on uh, the wizard of odd marketing expert. Also, AKA, uh, top Tom Brady fanboy from what I've seen online, Luke Matthews. Welcome to the show. How are you doing this morning, bud? What's up, Luke? Boys, thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Man, it's it's a pleasure, man. We've seen a lot of your stuff on online and we've seen like what you've been doing and it's just an honor to have you on. But first to start off, the obsession with Tom Brady. What is it? Is this his boyish good looks? (laughs) Is it his football? Is it the fact that he dates Giselle? What is it that you like about Tom Brady? 
I mean, those are sexy answers, but my answer is actually <laughs> kind of boring, believe it or not. I uh, started watching the NFL when I was living in New Hampshire in like 06. I'm a Canadian, so I grew up playing hockey, watching hockey, so not an NFL guy at all. But when I moved to the you know, the Boston area, obviously they're obsessed with the Patriots. So mm-hmm. everyone was just watching football on Sundays, so I kind of got hooked just you know by hanging out with my friends and watching football. And of course, they're all Pats fans, so I started cheering for the Pats and that's where it began so it, it kind of a fluke to be honest it was just i was in the area that's the team they cheered for and lucky enough they were really good and then for me i love cheering for the bad guys so the patriots are the bad guys <laughs> they were, so they I, were the evil empire we, i definitely the hated empire. the patriots for probably a decade uh, of my life i hated them uh looks like everyone did oh he's like one of those guys that if you lived out in california he'd be rooting for the cowboys if you live in the bay area yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we don't have enough villains in sports, I think, anymore. Like, back in the day, you had Rodman, and you had yeah. these personalities that would embrace the villain. And I think sports needs that. So, for me, it was the Patriots. Like, hey, go for it, Spygate. Let's do this. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's tap into the villain. Deflategate? What was it? Deflated balls? <laughs> I, I think that one was a bit... We won't get into it. That was a witch hunt. We didn't was really prove that. Yeah. I think it was a witch. The other one, yeah. Spygate, was definitely proven. Like, they definitely cheated. But Deflategate, I mean, Brady's been better after Deflategate. So, to me, that's kind of been disproven. Mm. But, I mean, I'm a Pats Brady fan, so I'm going to say that. <laughs> well, I love your answer for rooting for Tom. So, good for you. So, for today's episode, we're trying to figure out, you know, how can we build this profile that gets you job opportunities without you having to go out and hunt? And you seem to be able to do that. You seem to have figured out a process and things that companies are doing that where they just kind of just go to candidates. What's your take on how uh, we as candidates do that? So it's interesting. That's something Sergio said earlier. Only 1% of LinkedIn's monthly, I think it's 260 million active users actually post on the platform. So the competition is super low to stand out. It's still got great organic reach, like comparable with TikTok. And obviously TikTok's more casual and it's not necessarily for the job seeker, whereas LinkedIn, I think has this kind of beautiful combo of you can be starting your own business, your own side hustle, but also be looking for a job. And it doesn't matter, like for both of those categories of people, you can get amazing reach starting today with like zero followers. I started in late 2019 with like 30 connections and kind of just stumbled on the platform because Gary V was talking about it. So I figured I better Mm -hmm. check it out, But, but you can grow fairly fast with, without a big following. I think that sets it apart from other platforms. And then another interesting stat for all the job seekers, I think it was 87% of recruiters use LinkedIn like on a daily basis. Yeah. So if there's that many eyes yeah. on the platform for people that are looking for talent, and you have to ask yourself, how do I stand out from my peers and from my competition? And for someone like me, like I don't have a great resume. So how I went all in on creating content because I knew that I've got the ability to write and to connect with people. And my resume alone for me wasn't going to get the job done as far as my business goes or even landing a job. So I knew that I had to make up for that by taking advantage of the lack of people posting. So I think whether you have a great resume, whether you're someone like me that's more self-taught and you're looking to kind of find, to be honest, a job that's outside of like what your resume would qualify you for, I think LinkedIn right now is, is a huge opportunity for you. I think you just brought up an amazing point. The fact that you didn't have a great resume 
but you were able to make your LinkedIn work for you just by the content you created. That's something I don't think a lot of people have really mentioned on our podcast. Like we've had these really great executives show up on our podcast before, and they might be CEOs, directors, or what have you, and they don't need to be that active. Like they say, like they they actually openly say, like this is the new resume. This is what's going to get you noticed. But they don't utilize it that much. But they have a very nice profile. It's professional. It's got everything that they've done. And it's like, okay, cool. For people that don't have that, they can go your route. And they say like, maybe I don't have that. All these awards and accolades. I'm going to create content. I'm going to show what I can do. And I think that's something that we haven't really had uh, mentioned on the show. But I think that's an amazing point. I mean, it's self-awareness, right? I think that's a great key to starting to build your LinkedIn is knowing like, where are you really at? Do you have a great resume? Do you have a lot of great past experience? If so, you're ahead of me when you started. But if you don't, that doesn't disqualify you. Like you really can start today with, I was in construction before kind of getting into social media. I had no real relevant experience other than I'd done some micro-influencer work on Instagram, but I knew kind of my vision. I knew what I needed to do. And you can really pave a path for yourself just by creating content and kind of positioning yourself as an expert in your industry. Really, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you start creating content about it on a weekly basis and you do that for a year, two years, you're going to build a following. You're going to learn by researching, by having to write every single day about your industry. And you're going to stand out because recruiters find you by searching keywords, right? They're in there, they're looking and they're searching for talent in specific industries and they find you via the hashtags or the keywords um, in sales now. So I think knowing how recruiters are finding talent, it puts way more value on content creation where like I can stand out and I might have not as powerful a resume as even you guys or people out there, but people will view my profile because I'm everywhere and I'm using keywords and I'm standing out. And and so I'm going to get those messages from recruiters looking for an elite marketer because I'm everywhere. And I think whether you're someone that has an amazing resume, you're super talented, or you're someone that doesn't, that's the beautiful thing about LinkedIn right now. Like you can be found if you put the work in, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah. And you, what you said earlier, that stat about 87% of recruiters, like that's yeah. like spot on. And I think, I think it's even higher for the big companies. I mean, it, yeah, it, it could be, be higher. Yeah. It could be higher. But like the point is, is like that's where recruiters are going. So like if your yeah. profile isn't, if you don't have a profile picture, if your profile doesn't look good, like there's an impact there. And that's the first thing I do when I'm interviewing people, I go to their LinkedIn. Yeah. So like if it's no picture and nothing, I'm like, whether I want to be honest or not, like that has an impact on the way I'm thinking about this candidate. Speaking of content, dude, you have really good content on LinkedIn. Like I'm looking at one, it says, I have zero Fs left to give. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want. I love your confidence, Luke. What was the, uh, what prompted this? This is amazing. Um, so how I create my content, I actually have a list on my phone. So I write down my thoughts kind of throughout the day. I'm doing a lot of things. I'm on, the, on calls with clients and I go for a walk twice a day, drive into town. And for me, anytime like something stands out, I write it on this notepad on my phone as a content ideas list. And so this post kind of came for me. I was just going for a walk and thinking about life. And I stopped at, and it was a Wednesday. I stopped at the pub, had a beer. And honestly, the post just came from that. And what's interesting for me is everything I create for my clients, I actually plan ahead of time. So I do a lot of my stuff on the weekends. And like I mentioned to you guys, I'm able to take a Wednesday off to go to the pub or a Thursday. 
but for myself, like I like to write everything in real time because I feel like I can really communicate kind of my passion and, and an honest truth by just writing in the moment. And so that's kind of what I've done since I joined LinkedIn. I just honestly, I just open up my page and I start writing. And for me, it could be a really valuable post where like today, like I'm sharing practical tips for growing your LinkedIn and, you know, how to optimize your profile, but it could also be something like this, where it's just me talking about life or I also love to talk about pizza and whiskey and really random stuff. That's not like a normal LinkedIn post, but I just know that people connect with people, right? So for me, 80% of my content is just honestly random crap. It's nothing to do with how to grow on LinkedIn, you know, why you should pick me as a social media guy or talking about the platforms. It's just stuff like this or talking about pizza or talking with Tom Brady and connecting <laughs> with people because I believe that whether you're scrolling a link to me, LinkedIn is the new Facebook. Like I really think LinkedIn is Facebook 2.0 or Instagram 2.0. And yes, it's a resume and yes, it's a recruiters use it and they find you. But when you're someone like me, like I'm also building my brand and, and I need to attract people to me. So I've taken it a different direction right? I'll just talk about anything, man. And every once in a while, I come in with like a business and it gets great reach because the rest of the time, I'm just talking about stuff that people relate to. And so that's kind of where this post came from was just knowing that I know people relate to this. They might yeah. not be able to share it because if you're in it, if you got a job, you got to be a little bit more careful. Your boss is looking over your shoulder. And I understand yeah. that. Whereas for me, I do have a contract and you on the side, but I'm also my own boss. So I can run my mouth and yeah, I might lose a client, but I've, I've kind of accepted <laughs> this, this is the way it works for me, man. You know, I'm going to find someone new that likes my style and someone that I have might not like it, but I'm kind of okay with that. So, so it's just my style. So it's like, if I'm hearing, if I play that back, 80% of your content is similar to this. 20% is business focused. Yes. Yeah, so I am, I would say the anomaly on LinkedIn, I think most people are much higher in uh, sharing business content. For me, 80% of it's nonsense, to be honest. Like if you followed me, 80% of it's going to be like this. <laughs> this is it's awesome. Be I just about, started following you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I, honestly, that's I, share why I like his memes. <laughs> like I share a ton of memes. I, yesterday, for example, uh, LinkedIn released a really cool update for business pages where you can actually share newsletters from your business page now um, before you could only do it on a personal page. Yep. So for me, I saw, I was kind of taking the week off of sharing, but I saw that they released this. Like I got to come out with a newsletter for my business page. Wasn't really ready or anything. And I knew that I'm going to do a meme newsletter because I do, I share a ton of memes on LinkedIn and I knew that like, this is going to be so out there for LinkedIn. So I'm going to make my newsletter about how to use memes to capture people's attention via B2B on LinkedIn. And so I have about 4,000 followers on my business page. I actually got about 1,200 subscribers to that newsletter in one day. That's so solid. pretty good, 25%, right? So I think it's just if you're willing to be yourself and, and know like whether it's sharing business content, but that's fine too. But I know my strength and my strength isn't like, I'm not going to be like Chris Walker or these guys that can give these amazing insights on B2B. Like, sure, I can drop a few nuggets in there, but what I do well is random, is fun, is connection. And so I've, I've just kind of leaned into that. For the people that are new to LinkedIn, or maybe they have a half, a half completed profile, or they're just never right. on it, where can they, where can they start to actually, you know, make this thing work for them and get them, you know, future job opportunities without them having to put down resumes and all that yeah. stuff? Like, where, where do we start? Well, it's super simple. You want to start, like you said, with a good profile picture. So make sure it's not blurry. You can even add a color behind it like I've done that helps you stand out on the platform. But just make sure you have like a current picture that's clear. 
that's of your face and now like zoomed out your whole body, but show your face so people know who you are. That That's a number one. And, and number two is actually filling out your profile so that there's a featured section that you can add, which kind of can showcase your website. If you have like a portfolio or something um, or any articles you've written, say on a medium or other platforms, you can showcase like your industry knowledge. You should fill out your um, about section, your skills, some testimonials. There's certain things you can go through and just actually make sure you have an updated relevant profile to start. For most people, that's going to set them apart than a ton of platforms. And then the next step on top of that is starting to share about your industry. So whatever that is to me, that means even if it's one time a week, like, like if you shared one post a week or one, one newsletter a week, you put yourself ahead of all of your peers and you give yourself that many more chances to be found by recruiters. So just those two things alone would set you apart. I, of course, would encourage you to do more, like think about like spending 15 minutes a day on a LinkedIn. Even if you just spent 15 minutes, that's what I started with, honestly, in, in really 2020. And I just started connecting with writers that I found interesting because I, I like writing content. I love following writers. So I, I just started searching relevant hashtags to find people that wrote interesting content. And I just started reaching out to them. I sent a connection request and I'd say, hey, love your content. would love to connect with you. And I did that to about five to 10 people a day. Um, and commented on their stuff. And I did that for two months before I started sharing any content of my own. It's just a great way to get yourself out there without having to share content even. So if you're nervous, like, I don't want to start sharing, but I'd love to find and start making connections and start networking. Like, it's a really easy way. Like, if you're a software developer, just search software development in this in the search tab on LinkedIn. Search the hashtags. Maybe you'll find people that, that share in an interesting way. You can follow them if you don't want to connect with them, but then at least you're seeing their stuff in the feed and, and you can start building a relationship. And so for me, that's where it started. I'd optimize my profile, make sure you have a good profile picture, fill everything out, fill out that about section, the featured section, but then start connecting because really without connecting with people, you're missing on all the opportunity. That's how people are going to find you and know you, right? Mm-hmm. I like how tactical these tips are. A lot of people keep it pretty vague. But like those were just like four or five, just like tactical things you could do that could have Definitely. a pretty, pretty quick impact. I mean, honestly, what people don't want to do is spend that 15, 30 minutes a day. I can tell people until I'm blue in the face, like the opportunity on LinkedIn, yeah, they'll update the profile picture and you should also put a good tagline. Like I've got social media marketer and part-time wizard, which the end is weird, but I, I always encourage people like put the, put the keywords in there. So social media marketers. So I, so what pops up when people search for you. So if that's software development, put software developer, but then add something different that makes you stand out. It doesn't have to be as weird as mine, part-time wizard, but, but something that sets you apart a little bit so that when people see it, they go, Oh, who's this guy? And then they'll click on your profile. So you definitely want to fill that out, but yeah, fill out your profile, spend those 15 minutes. Honestly, if you spend 15 minutes a day for a year, actually just connecting with people in your niche, in your industry without posting content, like your profile would look great. You'd at least have a bunch of good connections. You'd be inspired by their content and you'd have more people in your industry in your niche at least. So Luke, what do you say to people that they're not sold on it? Cause they're like, well, maybe I don't need it because maybe my industry, I don't know. It's not that popular. Like, maybe I'm coming from construction. Sure. I'm a construction guy. Do I really need to like, use my LinkedIn or maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm a, in the teaching or education realm. I guess I, do I really need it? What would you say to those folks? So I would say if they're considering going on social media at all, because some people aren't, they just hate social media and that's fine. I actually won't, I won't try and convince them. I'll just say like, yeah, it's fine. Just do your thing. 
in 10 years, you'll be in trouble, maybe five, but you know, if people don't want to be convinced, I don't really bother, but you know, if they're on the fence, this is what I would say. If 44% of LinkedIn users make more than 75 K a year, it's the number one platform for people with money. So that's for me, that's why I'm on it. Like people with money are on LinkedIn, A, and then B, it's the best network for lead generation. It's, I think it's at 2.74%. Facebook second is like less than a percent. So for me, if you're considering creating content, LinkedIn has the people with the money that make the decisions. And then B, you have the best chance of converting leads. So that's for someone like me, that's a business owner. If you're not that, you're just looking for a job. All the recruiters are on LinkedIn. So whatever side of the fence you're on, to me, it's a pretty strong case, even just with those stats alone. So yeah. that's generally what I say is like, hey, you basically rich people are living on LinkedIn that make the decisions. <laughs> There's not a lot of people creating content. It's less than 1% of people creating content. It's the best for lead generation. Well, you know, what more do I need to tell you? And there's not a lot of competition, to be honest. All the good content creators are on other platforms. They're on TikTok, yeah. they're on Instagram, they're on YouTube. So it's got the least competition, the most potential, and they're investing in creative tools. Like they came up with this creator program. They just updated all the business pages. They added audio events. So they are investing in content creation. So for me, it's a slam dunk. Like, like you just all those stats, like, Hey, if you are really insecure about kind of diving into social media, LinkedIn's a great place to start. It's also the most welcoming platform, in my opinion. Like, like overall, people are pretty friendly. So that's what I would say. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Luke, we need to get you a show. You need your own show. I'm, yeah, right. I've already made this. I've already he, made he this. can take Matt's spot. Matt never shows up. We have a third. <laughs> we have a third person. We're replacing you. We're replacing attorney Matt McGarry. He's just been replaced. Luke, you, you mentioned. Your you're a business owner. What can you talk to us a little bit about that? And like, what specifically do you do it for your clients? Like yes. Lee and I know we're trying to figure out social media. Would love just to hear more about what you do. Sure. So I started out kind of targeting small business owners and entrepreneurs and doing social media marketing. So basically that's Instagram, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter is kind of what I do best. So essentially that would be, Hey, Sergio Patterson, I've got my own LinkedIn profile. I also have a business page that's selling arts and crafts or I'm selling video games or whatever it is. Right. And so you reach out to me and go, Hey, help me generate more, more content, more leads on my profile. And I would help you do that organically. So I don't do paid marketing. I used to, and I hate it. So I outsource it to friends and colleagues that are better at it than me. I'm really good at generating kind of inbound organic leads. So essentially building traffic to you, to your profile and your website for the long term. So that's what I do for, for businesses. Um, I haven't really niched down to be honest, except for like, I focus on boring businesses is how I put it. So construction, really boring tech, cybersecurity, kind of stuff like that is what I kind of do well, but that's kind of the gist of my services. I do a lot of ghostwriting for people, which is basically writing copy for them on say your LinkedIn profile or your Twitter and kind of figuring out who you are and the way you communicate and writing the content for you and then figuring out how to get people to view it at scale. So yeah, it's awesome. That's the gist. Yeah. I'm looking at yeah. your marketing for uh, or how do you make a boring business interesting post? It's pretty, it's pretty good. It makes sense. Lee, I think like in the financial space, right? Yeah. It's a pretty boring industry. Absolutely. <laughs> Super boring. Well, and, need, and here's the thing. <laughs> hey, sign me up. Let's, let's talk after the show. <laughs> the interesting thing about it is I've realized after doing this for like three and a half years now, like there's a certain kind of client that I really enjoy working with. So I worded it boring businesses on purpose because I find that the people that can't admit their industry is boring, like I don't want to work with them. 
because I, I kind of know this sounds bad, but I kind of know what kind of generally what kind of person that's going to be. And like, I'm pretty sarcastic. I work well with people that are very self-aware that don't mind having a laugh at themselves, but, but also want to take their business serious and go to the next level. And I find that when people can say like, Hey, we're making good money, but man, our, our content is boring and our industry is boring. And we need your help to tell a story that kind of sucks people in so that they buy from us. And that's what I do well. And that's the kind of person I want to work with. So I realized that a couple of years in, and I made kind of my call to action, boring businesses on purpose. And then that's something I tell people too, like know who you want to work with, right? Like I know who I enjoy working with and like working with the wrong client is a headache. And that sounds kind of privileged and I guess it is, but because in the beginning I took everybody, right? I took whatever client I could get. But then I think as you build and as you go, you realize that I actually serve this kind of client better than I would someone that wouldn't enjoy me saying like, Hey, your business is boring. And I'm going to share a meme about it. Like there's certain people that they would not want me to do that. And they did. And, and we didn't work out, but there's someone that, that really would enjoy that. It would get traffic and they would get a client from it. And, um, that's my target client. So and that's a backtrack, but when we were talking about like reasons for being on LinkedIn, I think one thing that I thought of after the fact, shout out to our friend, Trevor Houston. He's the the host of the, the Who You Know show, right? Is that what it is? Yep. He's an alumni. He's been on the show. Done oh, a really nice. great job at what he does. Love the guy. But you know, it's all about who you know, right? Like LinkedIn offers that to you, whether you know it or not. And since Luke, you've been on the LinkedIn platform for a while. Have you seen that to be true? Does it open doors and get you to like to actually meet people and get relationships that you would normally not have? Hundred percent. I mean, I basically joined right before kind of the pandemic and everything. So I really started taking it seriously in February 2020. So obviously right before all the stuff went down. And then everybody went online for quite a while. Like in the UK, we were locked down most of that year. So I, I made a lot of great relationships on LinkedIn and I kind of started my own Discord server. So if you guys don't know Discord, it's it's basically like a WhatsApp group or a Facebook group or a Slack group, kind of all combined into one, but it's a place that you can host a community and then just kind of hang out and chat during the workday. And you can also stream like poker games and you can do a lot of really creative things with kind of the Discord chat. So I have my own community and, and basically the people that I've met on LinkedIn, the ones that have clicked, we basically kind of funneled into this Discord group where we kind of connect on a daily basis and talk, you know, social media and then people share their businesses and how they grow. And I also host a, a weekly meme battle on Mondays. That's pretty fun. We, we pick a random topic and I give away a pizza every week or an Amazon gift card. Do you have a good, this might be controversial. Do you have a good Will Smith meme yet? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'll have to share one with you. We, have, we must have had like 20 of them <laughs> right away. <laughs> uh, I actually put one. Actually, if you go to my profile, if you go to the Wizard of Odd Marketing, I shared like my newsletter that I launched. Yeah. And actually the like cover image is, uh, I wouldn't say it's a great one, but it's like, it's kind of cheesy to be honest. Like, I didn't love it, but I needed to use it for my newsletter. <laughs> it, it basically had like, you can't use memes on LinkedIn and it's Chris Rock and then Will Smith was hitting him and it was like Gen Z and millennials. Because <laughs> <laughs> I find like not to get too controversial, but I, I get a lot of older folks that, that get a little upset with me sometimes with the way that I share, like that I don't, yeah, that I don't treat that. LinkedIn seriously enough. So that's kind of where this came from. It's like, 
I, I don't care. I share what that means anyway, but I, I do get a little bit of hate on some of the stuff yeah. that I share. So. <laughs> you, know what's weird? you know what's weird with the Gen Z? Like, I feel like when I go on Twitter, all I read is like LinkedIn is trash. Have you noticed that? If you go on other yeah. platforms, yep. people hate Twitter it. Especially. Is it because like the demographic, like it's just like you mentioned people with money or not people with money, but like, I don't know what, I'd love to just hear what your thoughts are there. I feel like when I go on other platforms, it's just LinkedIn yeah. hate. So I think it's two things. I actually don't personally think it's that. I think on Twitter, it's the fake story. So like there for a while there on LinkedIn, like people really kind of embellish these like do good stories. So, and even still, it's like, it's kind of the positive platform. So I feel like it's a good thing overall, but sometimes people could kind of, to me, take it too far where everything is this kind of almost toxic positivity where like, there's no room for any negativity or any realistic look at the yeah. world it's just you kind of have to be positive so i think twitter is obviously the opposite it's it's a talk talk successful so twitter <laughs> and linkedin like they're opposites and so i think a lot of them kind of feel that linkedin people are overly positive and silly and like there's a lot of jokes for like people like yeah who's posted the like i helped old lady across the street today on linkedin kind of a thing um, and there's a whole subreddit dedicated to like LinkedIn stories, <laughs> which to be fair, is pretty hilarious because there's a lot of like, oh man, this is ridiculous. So I think it's that is kind of the main reason to be honest. But then number two, it's just LinkedIn's not cool. It's, it's people in suits is kind of how the other platforms view it. It's like older people trying to be influencers. It's, it should just be a resume platform. It's not cool, which is why I think you don't see a lot of people coming over from a TikTok or an Instagram or a YouTube because the platform is viewed as this like, yeah, it's, yeah, maybe they're trying to create content now, but it's yeah. too positive. It's not cool. There's not like edgy video. And so I think it's kind of that, which is a shame because I think all those people are missing out on big money because there's not a lot of great, to me, there's not a lot of great creators here yet. So that's kind of how I view it. I actually don't view it as like, it's a money issue necessarily. It's more the fake stories, the, the overly positive tone. It's helpful. Yeah. I think it's shifting too. I think over the next couple of years, we'll probably see that a big shift because there's more investment in the creator space. And like, yeah, I think people are starting to be more authentic, like you, you being one of them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think so too. And I think they're on the platform. You just, you've just got to find them, but that's like any platform. Like, like I feel like a lot of LinkedIn people don't like Twitter. I actually love Twitter. There's a lot of really interesting people on Twitter, but <laughs> there's a lot of trolls on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, there is. I almost wish but, I didn't sign up for Twitter. I, I got, I came to Twitter late and it's wild, dude. Yeah. I hear you. I kind of enjoy it. Like I like both. Like I like LinkedIn because there's a lot of the positivity and there are good people that you can message and get to know on the platform. But I like Twitter because it reminds me of like how humanity actually is. Like this is what people (laughs) really are at scale. They're not hiding it. They're just like people, you're not everyone's that way. There's good people in the world, but you know what I mean? Like, I think you can forget like a lot of the world is pretty edgy and negative. (laughs) That's actually so true. That's really The world is just like Twitter. That's sad. It's the it mirror. mirror of the world. Be on that. That's my gold nugget of the day. Editor, uh, let's put that at the intro. That, that right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Yeah. Well, hey, Luke, so how can people reach out to you and how can people follow your stuff? Well, there's numerous ways, but probably the best way is LinkedIn. It's where I share the most. So you can follow me. And if you search Luke Matthews, you'll find me there. I do have like links and stuff that I can share with you, but. I share there every day. I'm also on Twitter and I'm trying to create every day. I'm on Instagram. I'm on all these platforms. So I, I can share you my links, but yeah, it's probably the best way to be honest. Just, but you should join my discord. I'm going to show up my discord. <laughs> it's the best. Like 
community out there. Honestly, we have a blast. Like I said, I give away a pizza or an Amazon gift card every Monday and we just laugh all day because people just meme topics. Like last week we memed the people of LinkedIn. Um, this week we'll do TikTok, but, but we just kind of share a laugh. It's not too negative, but it's also like real enough that it's a good time. So I would say screw all the rest of it. Just join my discord and I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice awesome, man. So uh, before we go, one other question. I saw that you were, you did a live stream for over 24 hours. Is that a typo or uh, how did nope. that happen? That is true. It was whew, a year and a half ago now. It was in response to, how did you remember the documentary? There was, I, I wish I remember the name of it, but it was basically about how horrible social media is. I wish I remembered the, the oh. name of the doc, but everyone oh. was talking about it. Was it, about like face, it was like kind of Facebook, right? It was like, yeah, oh, showing like the data leaks. I can't remember the name of it. That's too bad. Um, but anyway, it had just come out and everybody on the LinkedIn feed was talking. The about social it dilemma, now. right? The social yes, dilemma. the yeah. social dilemma. So I watched it and my takeaway was not to spend less time on it. It was to actually, I, w- I wanted to go spend 24 hours on it to show that, because I actually think social is, is a really good thing. It's just how you use it. And so for me, like if you're just consuming on social media, I think it's toxic because it's so easy to compare to people, get caught in the Twitter trolls and the politics and comparing your body to all these like rip dudes or, you know, chicks in bikinis or whatever. But like, if you use social for your business to build something or you use it to connect with people or you use it to find a job, like I think it, or to learn things, like I really think it can be positive. So I kind of watched that and went, yeah, I want to spend 24 hours on LinkedIn and talk and show how fun <laughs> social can be. And so one of my buddies kind of joined with me. His name's Jonathan Palmer. And he's actually a really awesome LinkedIn creator as well. He's been a bit silent lately, but he joined he's me. And we, yeah, a we, lot on LinkedIn. Yeah. He's got 200K on LinkedIn, actually. He's like a bigger following than I do, but he's taken some time off recently. But anyway, so we went on together and yeah, man, we couldn't do it all like on our own live show because you can only do four hours in a row on LinkedIn. So we basically hopped kind of like live stream hopped basically on different people's live streams and just made it kind of like a fun event. But yeah, we went 24 hours and it was a heck of a good time. <laughs> That's <laughs> that crazy. Impressive. Good stuff. Impressive. Yeah. Well, Luke, thank you so much for joining us. You gave some fantastic tips. I know our listeners are going to get a lot out of this, but thank you for all you're doing. Listeners, make sure you go follow him and his content. Like he's doing a great job. And that's an example of like, the power of utilizing a simple platform and making yourself more attractive, uh, more desired in the workplace. And that's what this episode is all about. And uh, Luke's doing that. And uh, follow the stuff. Thank you so much, Luke. We appreciate having you, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member of FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. 
The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.